Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about security in the age of open banking. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Shaked Vax, IBM Security Trustee or Product Strategist. Shaked, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Tom, thank you for having me. Let's start out with this topic of open banking. What does this mean for banks and for their customers, please? Well, open banking enables third-party providers to build new applications and services through open application program interface, or as we all know, it, APIs. So build those new application and services through the APIs that the bank uh, banks provide them. Uh, with to access the customer financial and transactional data. This allows innovative fintechs to accelerate uh, the disruption of the traditional banking business models and develop new concepts and new user-friendly services that make it easier to make payments, uh, manage accounts, obtain loans, uh, and, uh, and invest through di uh, different di digital channels. And uh, now in the past, these types of services were all managed in the traditional banking environment and required the traditional banking face-to-face -face or phone or online experiences. Uh, now alternatively, some of the fintechs uh, would kind of uh, hack, uh, as you might call it, or a uh, technical term is uh, screen scrape. So they would hack the info of the banking websites to provide new kind of uh, services instead of having those uh, APIs provided by the banks. Now the open banking will eventually transform the way bank customers do business as they will uh, have many more options. Uh, if you think about it, just like uh, mobile operators, uh, carriers, mobile carriers used to provide a full services of call, text, and the traditional data services like, uh, you know, uh, weather or sports game results or traffic results over text. And they were, you know, owning uh, the entire service and uh, eating, you know, uh, having the entire cake. Then when the apps started appearing on our uh, smartphone, uh, it opened uh, up a whole new ecosystem to everyone to ut utilize the carrier data network and provide new services. And I don't think anyone would have, uh, was able to envision the extent of this, uh, how far the apps would go uh, within uh, 10 years or less, thinking it's, it's just started in 2007 with the launch of iPhone. So, you know, with, with mobile services go uh, on the go, like WhatsApp and Snapchat and Instagram and Uber and Lyft, and the list goes on and on. So in the banking environment, the API would open it just uh, as well. And uh, as end users expect their banks to develop innovative technology mm. uh, to not only meet their needs, but also to provide more secure banking experiences and forensic services. So banks are now faced with uh, increased competition uh, by the fintechs, demand for innovation to compete with those fintechs, and delivering a seamless customer experience as much as possible. So the banks who embrace this evolving landscape are not only allowing business to come in through new channel, that is the FinTech channel, they can also become FinTechs on their own and leverage other banks API to better streamline the entire banking ecosystem and experiences.
So Shakad, that's open banking for banks and for customers. What does it mean for prospective fraudsters? Yeah, so for a fraudster, naturally, this means a whole new party, right? We all see how technological advance allow banking customers to uh, transfer money, deposit checks, pay their bills, etc., uh, right from their from their computers and smartphones. Cyber criminals, uh, you know, masters uh, at exploiting these technologies and processes uh, meant to benefit uh, to uh, benefit those the financial institute and their clients. So as third-party companies are introduced into the banking ecosystem, it adds a new layer of complexity and potential opportunity for fraud because uh, it detaches the bank from the direct interaction with the end users and being able to understand if it's them or somebody else. So the new applications and services that are developed expand the fraud potential exponentially and would potentially become new source uh, to these fraudulent attacks. So just for example, some of these services are uh, aggregator, which provide a single dashboard for, to, for access to multiple financial services. If you are familiar with the mean, for example, when they provide this ability to perform uh, transactions or uh, even just change personal information across financial institution, they become a very lucrative honeypot for the fraudster because you, if you hack just one set of credentials and uh, one set of uh, access, then you have uh, access to the user entire financial portfolio. Shaked, where do you find that institutions are most vulnerable to fraud as a result of open banking? So I, I think there are several fraud vectors by which open banking can be exploited by uh, fraudsters. First, effectively assessing the risk around the customer identity is critical as always. But in the open banking, uh, in now the new application and services de development, they will need to ensure the customer is who they say they are to avoid the fraudulent activity through them. But it's much harder because they don't interact directly with the customer. It's all done through those new fintech applications. So uh, those many security layers that they were put uh, in place over the years are not uh, effective in this situation. Uh, things that they have been put into their website or into their uh, mobile apps are not coming into play anymore. However, it's not that they can be removed as they will still have to cover the web and mobile interaction just as well. So end user identity validation is still key with a, a with a whole new set of uh, challenges second uh, the apis themselves could be targeted as a means to get uh, to the bank systems just like websites have been targeted with attacks like sql injections or cross scripting to get uh, to more sensitive resources through them the apis could be exploited if not uh, contracted correctly and uh, and uh, made uh, sure a raw content is not inserted into them. So bank will need to incorporate stringent validation policies uh, to validate who is the third party organizations that are connecting to these APIs and to allow them uh, and what kind of content and the activities they allow them to manipulate through the APIs. Third, the interactions of a valid third party a fintech that have been, uh, you know, uh, validated by the bank could be manipulated. For example, uh, a transaction could be manipulated in transit 
to change, for example, the target bank account that the transaction is going to, or uh, if the third party is compromised in any way, the validated identity or API keys, as you might call them, that they use might be used to inject transaction directly into the API on behalf of that fintech or third party and become another source of uh, opportunity for the cyber criminals. Shirkat, how do you find that regulators in different global regions are responding to open banking? And how do some new or coming regulations impact banks? Certainly I'm thinking about GDPR, but GDPR is hardly alone. So regulation around the world are uh, mandating banks in different countries to share their customers' account and transaction data with the third-party organization, which have been discussed and uh, written about extensively. As you mentioned, GDPR is more about the, the customer's uh, privacy and ability to uh, access, uh, you know, to be expunged. But we, is, we are seeing uh, many other um, regulations uh, related to that, uh, mainly in the EU, the PSD2, is a, a, which is stands for Payment Service Directive 2, is uh, coming around. But if we take a quick glance around the globe uh, at the headlines, we can see a movement on open banking in the uh, United States, on Jap Japan, uh, Australia, South America, just to name a few. Some of these are actual regulation. And some of these are driven by uh, market forces. So um, uh, if, we're, if uh, we're going back to the PSD2, which would uh, be enacted uh, starting 2018, that actually requires banks to open their ecosystem to um, allow those third-party uh, vendors to access to the data and to uh, submit the transaction and payments directly into the uh, so, in a sense, it's uh, cutting out uh, the middlemen, so to speak, of, of the credit card companies, as well as open a new uh, opportunity for a new uh, businesses. And at the same time, require uh, it defines the requirement for secure access and who's uh, liable for uh, validating the, the end user's activity. Now, the market forces that I mentioned are also dictating, sorry, <laughs> the acceptance of uh, the open banking in uh, other countries, which are not uh, specifically uh, regulated to that, but uh, those countries have global banks or are just uh, following up on the PSD2 lead. And we see that uh, specifically in Japan, for example, where banks are looking to comply with PSD2 guideline, although it's not um, uh, regulated there. And in other occasions, it's just the competitive market landscape that forces them to drive, uh, forces them or drives them to consider implementing uh, uh, open banking uh, concept. Shikhead, if you were to take a step back, in this age of open banking, what now are the new security fundamentals? As you can uh, expect, this. Uh, provides uh, a whole new set of challenges that needs to be considered. First and foremost, omni-channel fraud detection uh, has uh, developed in response to the popularity of digital channels, the transaction through ATM, the web, uh, mobile application. And by omni-channel, I mean banks that are looking across the payment and interaction channels 
to effectively assess the risk and uh, protect transactions and confirm customers are who they say they are. Omnichannel visibility usually spans a phone, like call center risks, a cyber risk, a cross-channel uh, transaction anomalies, the, and the naturally API risk as we are uh, talking about open banking. Uh, and it can help uh, provide the context that organizations need to more accurately assess risk in open banking environment. Now, it's not enough for financial institutions uh, to just get any generic analytics engine uh, that can uh, incorporate data from those different interaction channels. They should look for vendors that can uh, provide a security ecosystem that give visibility into fraudulent activities as well as the experience in the banking industry. The bank's uh, fraud team must be able to identify cybercrime risk, a payment risk, and customer behavior in unison to see the, the complete security picture. Now, unfortunately, many legacy fraud systems uh, are using a black box solution and may uh, have a hard time adopting to the omnichannel banking. So this could ultimately lead to too many false positives or misfraudulent activities. So I really need to consider which, uh, which uh, type of system or which type of solution you're uh, uh, considering there. Now, another angle is risk-based authentication, which is another component to open banking that, should be, uh, that uh, can be considered. A bank will need to authenticate the different end users, uh, even when there might not be a direct channel between that user and the financial institution. And risk-based authentication solutions provide the ability to authenticate every user with just the right authentication modalities to mitigate the risk level detected on her session. Uh, so for example, uh, using one-time password over SMS or, or text messages is a, quite a common practice. But uh, with a uh, risk-based authentication solution, the organization will know if the user's device is compromised by mobile malware and thus an SMS would be compromised. And uh, then they can use an alternative authentication modality to push a question, for example, uh, into the app, like, are you logging right now from Washington DC or uh, something similar to that? Sure, Kat, a final question for you. Talk to me for a minute about IBM. How are you helping institutions to shore up their defenses in this age of open banking? Uh, definitely. So IBM uh, Trustee Solutions help organizations step up to the challenge and the opportunities presented by open banking. Uh, the uh, Trustee Solutions provide uh, fraud anal analytics with a wider lens through which uh, to understand anomalies across the di di digital channels. The APIs that are used to share data should uh, include strong risk-based authentication during uh, account access. And trustee behavioral biometric capability provide identity aware authentication to help transparently confirm that the customer logging in to an account is who they are, uh, they say they are. Likewise, it uses machine learning to deliver an interactive modeling experience to help analysts uh, respond to threats. This approach, leveraging uh, cognitive capabilities is designed to help increase the accuracy of risk assessment and offer organizations adaptable control so they can focus on innovative and meeting customers' demand while keeping payments safer.
Now, the platform that Trustier offers is open to incorporate various data sources like ATM transactions, web accesses, and mobile app accesses, as well as other customers' interaction channels. Then it can be used to model advanced rules and logic to identify fraud patterns. Now, the cool thing is that the Trustier research team is constantly evaluating changes in the fraud and impersonation landscape and provide a, an ever-expanding set of what we call insights that the bank can use in its fraud detection logic. Some example of that kind of uh, insights would be uh, a remote access Trojan control device or a malware infected device or a suspicion location, a suspicious location for the user and, and many more. So it's taking many parameters and combining them into a logic that is pre-canned and can be used in a more uh, complex rules to uh, model uh, fraud uh, events. And these insights need the constant maintenance with uh, the changes in threats and fraudster behavior. And this is something that the trustee team does behind the scenes so the bank rules logic is always up to date with uh, these uh, changes in threat landscape. Now, at the end of the day, these tools allow to more effectively assess a uh, fraud risk through the ability to view account activity in context and across channel. And IBM offers an integrated approach that helps connect the dots when assessing risk and deliver cognitive capabilities and adaptive intelligence so the organization can adapt faster spot new pattern more quickly, and basically apply countermeasures swiftly. Very good. Shaquette, I appreciate your time and insight today. Thanks so much. Sure thing. Thank you for having me. The topic has been security in the age of open banking. I've been speaking with Shaquette Vax. He's a product strategist with IBM Security Trustier. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.